Welcome to Nostalgia, your end of year podcast, recapping the best in music this year. I should say maybe our favorite in music because opinions are subjective. And as Ad Mahalik, not friend of the podcast, tells us, you cannot change someone's opinion. Their opinion is all that matters, I guess. Right? It was something along the lines of, uh, you can't tell me my music opinion is bad because music's all subjective. Therefore, right. I can think whatever the fuck I want, and it doesn't matter. There's no consequences. You know what, dude? All I know about music is the great thing about it is when it hits you, you feel no pain. This week, Bob Marley. So we're going to be recapping music. Earlier in the week, we did our recap of TV. Last week, we uh, had a, our weekly pod talking Rogue One and Moonlight. Moonlight. And, and at the end of this week, we will treat you to our end-of-year movie list yes. of top tens, which should be interesting. La, la. Because we saw some, <laughs> some really good movies and some, some really not la, so la, good la, movies. La La Land was dope as shit, bruh. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about it. So... I wanted to start by just prefacing how good of a year that this was in music. Really good, dude. I want to really read, good. I want to read you a list real quick. And this isn't the top ten list, just a list. Of artists that put out albums? Mm-hmm. Beyonce, Kanye, Radiohead, Red Hot Chili Peppers, A Tribe Called Quest, Bonnie Vare, David Bowie, Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar, Frank Ocean, Bruno Mars, Rihanna, Drake, Weezer, Ray Shremmerd. There you go. <laughs> Almost got it. Leonard Cohen, The Avalanches, 21 Pilots, Childish Gambino, Disclosure, The Weeknd, Kid Cudi, Kings of Leon, and Blink-182. And I'm missing J. Cole. J. Uh, J. Cole. Yeah. Well, I l- left him off intentionally. Travis Scott. Does Travis Scott deserve to be in that list? Yeah, I think so. I don't know about that. Them sales numbers, bruh. Anyways, say it's, it's a, I did say Rihanna. Packed year. Yeah. So why don't we jump right in? Why don't we do favorite albums first? Because we're, we're going to do five favorite albums and then ten favorite songs. Right. And if you have thoughts on your favorite albums and favorite songs, which as we opened with, are probably different than ours. Most likely. You can, yeah, almost certainly. Let us know. Tweet at the show, at NostalgiaPod. And while you're at it, go on your nifty iPhone 4 and go to the store app. Give us a review on iTunes podcast tab very easy to do yeah and subscribe and follow us too yes i mean we we Great. want you to get this as soon as we we grace yeah your, auto download on wi-fi only of course don't want you to waste your data <laughs> looking out here that's why you know i'm so kind you should give us that review see it all makes sense so dave what was your number one album of the year so i was torn about this choice torn a sophie's choice if you will coloring book the Life of Pablo mm-hmm. were my only two choices, right. honestly. I, Lemonade's like, gracing a lot of year-end lists. Of course, many res- respected outlets. Totally mm-hmm. okay with that. But Beyonce's not my, you know, top cup of tea. I like I that album. I like songs on she that album. She did make my list. Did not make mine. But again, it's only five, so it's mm-hmm. a tough list to narrow down. So I get that Lemonade's going to be a popular pick, sitting with Solange. But for me, Color and Book and Life of Pablo. And I decided to go with the gospel according to Chance. I knew it. I knew you were going to pick Chance. I actually went Kanye, which is probably very unsurprising. But tell me why you chose Chance over Kanye. It's funny because both these albums, for me, had a very rare distinction of my favorite song on the album changed throughout the year. Pablo probably more so than Coloring Book, just because Pablo has a ton of freaking hits. Like Feedback, for example. I freaking love that song now. Yeah. It's really good. Totally overlooked it before. At the time, I told you that song was dope. 
Yeah. Go back and listen to it at SoundCloud.com slash Nostalgia. Episode 2. I know. That was a great episode. February. But, I, you know, we had Ultra Light Beam and Father Shuts My Hands Part 1. And oh, we had just heard and Panda effectively mm-hmm. then. Uh, and fucking Famous, of course. So, and like, famous feedback I just wasn't even paying attention to because of all that stuff. Right. Plus, Real Friends and No Parties uh, in Fade. L.A. Fade became a huge hit off this. Tyana so, Taylor. Shout out to him on Jumper, by the way. Yeah, good for him, man. Hey, did you hear about his uh, how he helped her give birth? In their bathtub? <laughs> I did hear that. That's freaking weird. When he tourniqueted the umbilical cord with his headphones wire? Headphone wire? <laughs> Shout out to you, Shump. We need to stop talking about this. <laughs> Going back to the coloring book. So yeah. why that over... I'll, I'll get into why I picked Life of Pablo over it, but I'm wondering sure. why you chose coloring book over Life of Pablo. Yeah, You're yeah. basically making the case for why I chose Pablo right now. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I think coloring book had just as many hits, but more importantly, it was a lot different than acid rap, which was... Really freaking fantastic. Obviously, that's what put Chance on the map. It's a mixtape I heard the day it came out. Big fan of it. Obviously, anyone who liked Chance coming into Coloring Book really likes that. But this, I think, really evolved the sound that he had pioneered with Acid Rap. But, you know, we had all this hype for a few months about Chance 3. What's Chance 3 going to be like? Mm-hmm. And the gospel undertones, and in certain songs, overtones of Coloring Book uh, were unexpected. But the fact that it works so well and made me such a huge fan, and now I think Coloring Book is a better project than Acid Rap, which I did not think I would say, you know, just because of the highs of Acid Rap, but I think sure. he delivered in every way, and that that he kind of changed and broke some new ground in, in the genre is kind of why I have it there. Life of Pablo, I guess we'll just, you know, go into Pablo at this point. Sure. Life of Pablo isn't as tightly focused as Dark Wizard Fantasy, obviously, and it's not as gritty and totally out there in the genre like Yeezus. But it's right. still really freaking good despite that. So I don't know. It's really interesting to talk about Pablo. I'm not even talking about like the weird release and the changing right. track list. I, I, don't, I don't even care about that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Pablo, in every sense of the word, has been just a different project, like you said, from the fact that we had a set list. He released it at a fashion show, was broing out with his friends, then decided to change the, the track list, change the name right before he had this, this listening party, and then... Chance basically had to delay him from releasing it because he wanted one of the songs on there. He expanded the track list. I mean, it was all over the place. I'm not sure if your criticism of it being less focused is fair because he actually comes out in the first song and basically prefaces that he's trying to do everything on this album. Yeah, and he does. And he he does. I guess almost to a fault, it's not as focused, and that Mm. does take away in some Mm. respect. But I don't don't know if he was trying to make it focused. He really wanted this to be grand. And it was. I mean... Ultralight Beam, spoiler alert, for my favorite song, this was my favorite song of the year. I think it was the best song that was released this year. Right. It's the most interesting song I've come back to the most. And it starts off the album, but then those first four songs, I think I listened to those straight like ten times in a row before I even got to the rest of the album. Because mm. I was just like, wow, this is fire. Years. Coloring Book was a very close second for me. Mm-hmm. Picking the songs that I wanted to pull off this to put on the top ten song list was really hard. Yeah, like, same, same. Because <laughs> I, I was like, well, I really like this song, but this song is a little more meaningful to me. Well, I, I like to bring up this song. I, yeah. I like to listen to this one right. I, I with my yeah. friends. So there was so much <laughs> I, I liked about it. Yeah. And seeing it live, I think, also added to the experience. Sure. Even though I criticized it for using the puppets a little too much, I think it kind of brought together a little bit more of his vision and gave mm-hmm. it a little bit more depth. Mm-hmm. which it already had is crazy depth, content, and, and subject matter. So these are our two favorite albums of the year. If you haven't listened to them, you need to. Make that your New Year's resolution at this point. We'll talk about this at a later date, but the kind of the death of the debut album 
right. relates directly to Chance because he's working on his debut album now, despite the fact that he long debuted. After After right. Rap, he was on the cover of The Fader. And now he's coloring book, which says Grammy noms, and now everyone knows who he is. He was just mm-hmm. a Jeopardy question. That's that's pretty big. But you know, the debut album hasn't happened yet, and <laughs> right. I'm sure that'll really open more doors for him. So <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. But coloring book and life of Pablo. I mean, for me, it was splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. What'd you have number three? Number three, I have Malibu by Anderson Pack. Uh, I didn't make my six or ten, but. That was one of the ones I had the hardest time leaving off this list. It would probably be number six for me. That album's fantastic. Yeah, just the awesome blend of all these genres, jazz, funk, yeah. soul, R&B, and hip-hop. And the great thing about it is that Anderson Pack also has this amazing voice. Yeah. He's a great rapper and a good singer. And he just really, really conveys that passion, whether it's whatever he happens to be crooning about or when he's getting really dirty. Like the the interlube, inter, interlude, right. whatever it's called, interlude. There's there's so many good song ones on this. That's another one where I was picking up Anderson mm-hmm. Pack song for the top ten, and it was another one tough to pick. I have a feeling we're gonna have a different song from from this album in our top ten. But I also have one in there. Jason Concepcion wrote the article that said he was the voice of the year, right, or the the sound of the that year. That was uh, Danny Chow. Danny Chow. And um, great piece though. Yeah, it, when I think about, I can't remember. It exactly, now I'm trying to remember, is it Google that, that, that uses? No, it's Apple, right, that uh, uses his he, he's using song the, Am I Wrong. The, no, the Google Pixel commercial has Am it I Wrong, Google. and something else is for Apple Music. I was going to say, I, whenever I think about those two, I just think, oh, yeah. Anderson Pack blowing up. And then, yeah. I, I, then I listen to his Tiny Desk concert for NPR. Yeah. He kills it. The it, Free Nationals, his band, homies. It, he's just so good. It, while Chance obviously stole the shine for probably breakout right. rap artist of the year, Anderson Pack has to be right behind him. He's probably better at that sound than Chance was. Too. Oh, like Chance absolutely. borrowed from it, but... Anderson really uh, embraced it. And and, he's, and he featured on a bunch of songs on other albums. He was on uh, Schoolboy Q's album. Uh, Kate Trinata, Glow yep. It Up, that's the best song on that. <laughs> Glow It Up is fantastic. Uh, he's on Q um, a lot. He's on uh, Mac Miller, Dang, probably yep. the best song on that. It's really great for Anderson Pack too, because he's 30. He's not like a young blood or anything. He was on the Tribe album. Yep. It didn't make my top 10 list, but was, that's probably one of the songs that, yeah, the same. that sticks out to me. Yeah, same boat for me. Um, shout out to him. He really busts on the scene on Dre's Compton album last year. Yeah. And the fact that he is now where he is now is, is awesome. So check out Malibu. It came out back in January. So there's a chance you <laughs> didn't know who he was at the right. time. So go check that out. And now he's blown up. Didn't he also release a second album this year? Yes, he released Yes Lord with Knowledge. That's his duo group, No Worries. Knowledge mm-hmm. makes beats and stuff. Awesome. Really, really good. Not as good as Malibu, but also listen to that. It's fantastic. So my it number three. Like, uh, end of the summer. My number three is an album you did not listen to, so I'll just talk about it pretty briefly, because I think I've mentioned it before. Is it 22? A million? Twenty. Oh, no, it is not Bonnie Bear. It's uh, Teens of Denial by Carsey Headrest. Okay, yeah. The best rock album of the year. In my opinion, it probably would be. Uh, Modern Baseball gets an honorable mention from me. Modern Baseball is a really ambitious album. They're trying to talk about a lot of deep stuff while... Using your closer in multiple innings, you know, high leverage <laughs> situations. Yeah. Smart, smart. I like that. They, he doesn't have to pitch just at the end of the game. Firefighting. Bring it back. A- Andrew Miller, perfect example. <laughs> but... It's a lead to- <laughs> Kings of Denial, it's an interesting album. So the album that Will Toledo released as Carsey Headrest before Teens of Denial is called Teens of Style. So Ooh. it's kind of like moving... Continuity. Right, yeah. He got signed to a new label and he's been releasing these larger albums. This was like over 70 minutes long. It had a 10 minute song on it. But, I hate that. that but sucks. it's a very unconventional style of, of writing music uh-huh. and of making music. I mean, his, his hit song is called Drunk Driver's Killer Whales. And it's a song where you would think, how do these two things connect? But it's really a song just about dealing with like the ups and downs of life, which is totally unconnected to killer whales in any way. But okay. he somehow makes it work. I thought it was like some like 
foster the people pumped up kicks metaphor shit. No, I don't. <laughs> the exact I, I mean, opposite. There, there, there probably there probably is something in that, but the course is, doesn't have to be like this killer whales. Sure, guy. That's like when a rapper just ends their their, their bar with N word. But and people criticize it. <laughs> but it's it's so catchy. Like if you listen to the song, right. you would it would be so stuck in N-word. your head. <laughs> Very true. And I appreciate you not saying the N word, Dave. Teens of Denial. If you look at any end of year album list yeah. or, or song list, there's a different song from this that pretty right. much every website uses, which just points to that uh, it's a high, it's like class album of right. the year. It, it's, so yeah, it's the most it consistently highest rated. Rock, rock project on these lists. Absolutely. Well, in, unless you include like Radiohead or Bonnie Vare, which and not counting Bonnie Vare. And honestly, I feel like Radiohead was mostly towards the back end, except for like Pitchfork had it pretty high. Yeah, Pitchfork had it pretty high. Like I nine saw or something. I saw a couple places had some of their songs pretty high, high up. Burn the Witch got some pretty good feedback, and so did I think it's called like Love 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 Waits, I believe it is, huh? or We Wait for Love or something sure. like that. Number four, I'm just going to jump into my number four, because I know you don't have this on your list, Lemonade. As I was preparing for this, I started to listen to a lot of the, the songs from it again. Yeah. What's your favorite one? All Night is my favorite. All Night. I don't even remember that one. Is there a feature all on night, that? All Night. It uses the Adi Spotty Dopealicious horns. Right. And I remember talking to yes. you about that, how dope that was. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it has a, a bunch of really good songs. I Don't Hurt Yourself, I think, is really good. Pulling in that Jack White, who is also on the Tribe Called Quest album. I hope she doesn't win that Grammy. I think she's going to. Stupid, so dumb. I also think Freedom with Kendrick's mad overrated. Hold Up is a great song. It's fine. Yeah, I like Six Inch with The Weeknd. That's just a bedroom smash. <laughs> Femme fatale. The formation. Yeah, obviously. formation getting a ton of praise. I just think that as you go through this album, it's just really strong top to bottom. Oh, even, and Sorry, obviously. Even the songs that people say that they don't like, other people, I mean, you just have this back and forth, say that they really like them. So it's, it's sure. strong up and down, strong meaning behind it. It's our deepest it. album by a mile. Most it. impactful album by a mile. Right. In terms of, like, the subject matter. Well, and it's like kind of the same thing for Rihanna, in a way. Is that yes. This was her yeah, most point. meaningful project this year, too. So that's it's a trend in the movement of pop culture albums in general, I think. When you have six albums already, why don't you, you know, not sure. just make it for the radio? But I think even, <laughs> you, even you look at, like, the Bruno Mars record, which wasn't perfect by any means, but it seemed like he had some sort of vision for it. He was trying to go for something. It was a little more focused than yeah, just creating hits. Yeah, because 24 Karat Magic was nine tracks, 30 minutes, I think that was that was actually super focused and had way less issues than Rihanna's Anti, which... I'm trying to do a lot. It's funny, because that album, I think, didn't get nearly as much praise as it did when it came out. Like the, I think the production's not that great, but she gets a lot of credit for taking risks and covering different facets mm-hmm. of pop music. Sure. While also, like, her bonus track, Sex With Me, is one of the best pop songs of the mm-hmm. year still. But she didn't make an album specifically for radio hits, with the exception of work. So, it's like, I feel like she gets, like, the credit, even if it didn't fully execute. Right. But it's still, like... It's like an E for effort. Mostly there thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no, I, I think that that's a fair criticism of it. Beyonce didn't do that, though. No. Beyonce's Lemonade was very good. And you should check it out is, if you have title. Is Beyonce better than Adele, Pat? <laughs> we had this conversation with someone earlier. Is Beyonce... I think Beyonce is definitely better than Adele. But, you know, Adele gets credit for being a big voice. I mean, she's probably the... Great singer. Yeah, better singer, definitely. Absolutely. Also, I think the way that Adele has structured her albums and kind of 
made them seem like it's about her growing up in a way, 21, uh-huh. 23, 25. Yeah. I think also catches a lot of fans and thinking like, oh, I can relate to this because it has my age in it. Sure. Which I, I think there's some substance to that. Like her songs are meaningful to the time of her life, but at the same time, Beyonce talks about way more meaningful shit. Right. Like Formation is, you know, an equal rights song pretty right. much. Right. And also, like, Adele has just as many songwriters as Beyonce, so I don't think you right. can use that as a criticism. What was your number four? Travis Scott, bruh. Birds right. in the Trap, Sing McKnight. I don't know if I know any songs on this. I'll sure. let you have the floor. This album is really great because it's Travis Scott basically perfecting what he broke out with last year on Rodeo, which, you know, Antidote, or as you like to call it, The Night Show. <laughs> was his big hit there. Shout out Brad Hines, one of his favorite songs last year. <laughs> but I don't want to call it Travis Scott reaching his final form because he still has even higher ceilings to touch. But this album in particular is just really great. It just takes you to that awesome dark place, really lets you know who Travis Scott is as a person. He used to just be a producer phenom, and then he used to be a bad rapper. And now he's really come full circle. Really pretty awesome because he's the latest in the line of Kanye prodigies to develop his own identity. Frick, this album has the first 21 Savage verse I like on outside. <laughs> like, 21's great on this. Through the late night, Travis Scott gets to make a song with Kid Cudi, someone who he grew up with and always looked up to. It's a fantastic song. Mm, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good tracks in there. Way back. Awesome. That's the song that you saw Draymond Green and Kevin Durant dancing along yep. to with Travis Scott, which is mad funny because they, there's a James Harden reference in that song, and I find it funny that Kevin Durant was talking about James Harden, but that's here nor there, NBA. So yeah, Travis Scott, great rap album. I, I was thinking about Blank Face LP, Schoolboy Q. We actually had a, I thought you were going to... We, had a, we had a good convo about that when it came out in the summer, soundcloud.com slash nostalgia pod. But when Travis Scott came out in September, I realized I just liked that album more. That's Blank Face is also super dark. He has a gangster rap album. The Travis Scott is in a gangster rap album, mm-hmm. but also very dark still. And it's a tough bit, but... Hey, no, Dave, it's your opinion. I don't... And yes. <laughs> I can't say that you're wrong because of that. What was your number five, though? My number five. Also not Blank Face LP. Still Brazy. Oh! Mr. YG. I had a feeling YG was going to show up somewhere in our conversation today. That, that was a good album. Cali G-Funk, dude. This album's so good. And he had the best political song of the year without even trying that hard. Which yeah. says a lot about everyone else. <laughs> Big fan of YG. He got freaking totally snubbed in the best rap album category. This album did not get nominated at all. That's kind of crazy. It's freaking insane. My number five, just to round it out, and we also spoke about this one when it came out. We got it from here. Thanks for your service. Yeah, so it was close for me. Yeah, the other day I was driving With to, my, to my parents' house, and I was hmm, I got 60 minutes. What, what do I want to listen to? I was like, I want to listen to that Tribe Called Quest album again. And it's a it, good it choice. Bumps. You should listen to it from the back if you can. Yeah, and it really bumps. Some of the songs definitely stand out. I mean, Moving Backwards, Anderson Pop is my favorite song off that album but even like kids i really like the donald which i think is a song that's really underrated on the album yep solid wall of sound this generation's really good <laughs> we the people i mean that's the first one a bunch right? of songs yeah. jump off there did you have any albums that, that we haven't mentioned or didn't make your list that you wanted to talk about yeah we, we mentioned 24 karat magic great pop record really awesome throwback sounds bruno mars doesn't live in cheap nostalgia as we know <laughs> if you want to feel like very you're at shiny the, at the middle school dance right this is your album <laughs> it's great also shout out danny brown atrocity Ex- exhibition also dark as fucking shit like you want to <laughs> listen to the guy talk about his demons on some gnarly beats that's your freaking that's I, your man I, I forgot which song it was that i checked out from him it was it was on pitchfork's top it was one, it was really hot was it really dough with kendrick yeah and Earl sweatshirt and i like put that spoiler alert that's on my top 10 
oh, interesting. I'm ready to hear it. I put that on. I was like, hmm, this is an interesting song. It sounds good, but I was like... Bars. Yeah. I didn't know if I could necessarily sink my teeth into that. And lastly, shout out Ray Shremert's From Life 2. Not as as high as the highs of the debuts from Life Mm -hmm. from 2015, but all the different directions that they kind of just played around with. Sway Lee really showing how versatile of Mm an artist he is. I just really like that they were taking chances and not playing it safe. Right. And you could see that no more clearly than Black Beatles, obviously. Absolutely. So, shout out them. Yeah, I just want to name two albums that I haven't mentioned yet. Solange's I See It at the Table. Mm-hmm. I've only started to really get into this. I finally listened to it one time. And it's really good. Especially songs it's pitch like... It's number one. Wow, I actually I didn't see that. I didn't get to number one on that list yeah. yet. Interesting. I don't know if... Uh, obviously not number one on my list. Cranes in the Sky, Don't Touch My Hair, songs that obviously jump out. But yeah, it, it those really the, just... Those are the... Big ones for everyone. It really just flows, and it ha- it's meaningful. It kind of touches on uh, privilege. And then Black Star, David Bowie, it's kind of his goodbye right. album. Yeah, and uh, one of his songs that I will jump into now. You want to go number 10 to number 1 on our songs of the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I actually had David Bowie's I Can't Give It All Away from Black Star. It's just a, it's a really meaningful song. It's almost pretty fitting that he released this album and died about a week later. Leonard Cohen, um, the same thing happened. Yeah. And, and Fife Dog, a few months later. It, it's, it was almost pretty much like he was like, expecting yeah. something yeah. Like, like this to happen. But it's just a, a great song. It's very David Bowie in the sense that it brings in like an 80s sound, but it somehow it still sounds more modern than anything I've ever heard. So <laughs> David Bowie sure. just... Sure, sure. I mean, he's, he's an amazing artist, and he's going to be missed in the future. Yep. What was your number 10? My number 10 is Bad and Bougie by Migos. Probably the newest song on my list. Okay. Actually, no, second newest song. It came out like what, two months ago? Two months ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's an awesome video of the Migos playing this in like Nigeria, in <laughs> Africa, and this the crowd going nuts. They're uh, so interesting as a group. The most impressed I've ever been with Migos rapping. They're already very influential because Quavo's flow basically took over rap three years ago with like Versace. Drake jumped mm-hmm. on that and it went off from there. But this song with Offset and Quavo, Trading Bars. I've never been this impressed with Offset before. Really awesome. Uh, they are the kings of the club scene in Atlanta. Atlanta runs hip-hop, and mm-hmm. you can you can see why. So, and they were in the show Atlanta. Or at least, yes, yeah. yes, they were. So. Trapping's boring as fuck. <laughs> My number nine, a song I know you have on your list, Broccoli. Yep. A little um, higher for me. I had a feeling it was going to be much higher for you. Yeah. Where do you have it on your list? Two. I thought so. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just a great song. It, um, I think it perfectly captures 2016. Yes. The sound of Broccoli. Like, Drum's album, which is very hit or miss for me, mm-hmm. I don't know how that'll hold up a few years from now, but right now, you totally get it. Right. And it's interesting, because as we talked about Chance with Nostalgia, this song sounds so, I don't know, like, so nostalgic in a way, but... It's also just really fun. Like, if we were in college, which, dear God, please bring me back to college some, some way. Yeah, Let sure. me wake up in SCN tomorrow. What after work, though? I would love to, like, be at a townhouse party listening to this. Banger, song. yeah. Uh, shout out Yachty, too. He's uh, undeniable at this point. What was your number nine? My number nine was Diddy Bop by No Name featuring Rory. I think I t- texted you this song. Yeah, I think I... Oh, I did listen to this song. You'll see No Name's Telephone mixtape on some year-end lists this mm-hmm. year. No Name was recently on Jimmy Fallon with Chance performing a Finish Line, right? She's featured on that. She was also featured on Acid Rap. She's a rapper from Chicago, which is a really vibrant, awesome scene. Uh, probably 10 great new artists with Chance being the... In fact, Mensa being the, the headliners. Yeah. But great scene there. And Telephone is a really personal project. She's... More of like a spoken word rapper, almost. Very articulate, but still really good rhyme schemes. And 
Diddy Bop, I think, is the funnest song, and you just put this on, and it's really going to make you feel awesome. What was your number eight? Number eight is Fuck Donald Trump by YG. Uh, yeah, you talked about that one a little bit already. Best political song of the year. Yep. Didn't even need any rhetoric. We didn't need Macklemore trying hard, mansplaining. Boom, boom, boom. There was a lot of bad political songs that came out in the fall, mm-hmm. but honestly, just YG, just speaking for his people, Right. awesome. My number eight, Come Down by Anderson Pac. Good choice. I freaking love that song. Great song. Uh, it just, just even the beginning, the way he, he like yells, gets the song going, it's so perfect. Yeah. And it's so jazzy and upbeat, and the chorus is so catchy. I mean, there's there's like nothing to really hate about that song. It's right. so fun. Sure. Number seven for you. Really dope. Danny Brown, Kendrick Lamar, Earl Sweatshirt, three of the best rappers in the game, bar for bar. It's awesome. Also, they're very, they're very Earl verse. Great song. Grimy as hell. Awesome lyrics. <laughs> Grimy as hell. <laughs> My number seven, first Kanye appearance on the list, Famous. I know I've shared my feelings on Famous in past podcasts. Just that, that Nina S- Simone drop. I yeah, mean, that's your thing. It, just, it literally makes you feel like you're like walking on like I that. love how savage this song is. <laughs> I mean... It, I also love how butthurt Taylor Swift got that a rapper <laughs> called her bitch. And then... That's what she got offended by. A rapper using the term bitch. And not, oh, Please... Get off your soapbox. Taylor Swift was just trying to backpedal her way out of that because well, she was basically saying, oh, I didn't get permission. And then Kim Kardashian said, yeah. oh, we got receipts. We got though. the receipts. And we talked about those receipts. <laughs> we did. On the pod. Great song. It's, it's just a, awesome. And, and you know what really makes it is uh, Swiss Beats. Is that, yeah, Swiss Beats, yeah. Swiss, I mean, With just as, God damn. Just, ah, oh, so awesome. <laughs> I, I want to live in that song every time I listen to it. And I usually <laughs> can't listen to it just one time through. Def- yeah, same. So, what's your uh, number seven? My number seven is Redbone by Mr. Wow. Charles Gambino. You would text me all the time be like, either Snapchat me listening to Redbone, or you'd be like, yo, Redbone. I'm all about that Redbone. <laughs> so like, awesome. It's a great song. A song I didn't know I needed, but I love it. It's so awesome. We did a review of Awaken My Love, mm-hmm. a project that we both admire, yeah, but we, recognize the fault we and inconsistencies. We taking the, the shot. Yeah, yeah you know? more than anything. That was actually only a few episodes ago, so check that out if you're interested. But I think this is really the crown jewel of mm-hmm. the project, at least for me, and just had funky sound, man. It's the most out-there song on my list, obviously. It, it, yeah, Red, Redbone wasn't a song that made my list, but if there's one song to take away from that album, it would probably be that one. Yep. Number six for you. Am I Wrong? Anderson Pack featuring Schoolboy. Again, tough making a pick from Malibu. There's like five legitimate choices that you could put on the list, mm-hmm. but this is the one I went with. It's just... It's so good. Fantastic. It's funky as hell. Yeah, it's awesome. it, it makes you want to move every time you listen yeah, to it. That's the song for the Google Pixel commercial. Yeah, and it's, it's like... And airy, I think it's his most successful single from the album. It's airy and light, but also somehow... Um, just like get your head bobbing and like uh, it's it's love it that yeah Malibu it probably should have been higher it probably should have made my top five because as I talked about it, I just top five thinking, top like, five yeah, top so five good. my number six I already mentioned it all night by Beyonce um, at the end of, it comes not all night by it, chance um, no it, I was <laughs> <doing that. laughs> um, but it comes at the end of that Lemonade album almost as mm. um, the redemption to the album because a lot of it's like fuck Jay Z basically like I'm I'm my own person I fuck things up, which pretty much what Hold Up is. Right. And then she's basically like, no, I do love you. And then she brings in the spotty eye, dope licious horns, and I'm just like, yeah. Horns all day. Horns make songs great. That and harmonicas. Always good addition. Speaking of Outcast, are we getting an Andre album next year? Yeah, we're definitely getting I think we are. Yeah. The, the, he's gonna the features have gotten insane lately. He's so. going to drop it without any yeah, saying anything. Sense. Which 
just very Andre yeah, at this point. Sure, sure. Number five for me, a song I almost guarantee is not on your list, On Hold by the XX. Didn't um, like it. Didn't, I, I listened to all of the XX. All of it, really? I, I listened to both of their albums. Wow. And then the new song a few times. And then I listened to Jamie. I made sure I listened to all of Jamie XX. Mm-hmm. And I like him as a DJ. I just don't get the XX appeal. In- Not interesting. For me. I thought this this song is much more Jamie XX than it is the XX. Right, that's what you're saying. Especially with that Hall and Oates drop, just which just makes the song pretty much perfect for me. It also Remy and uh, Fetty Wap. <laughs> yeah, Remy and Fetty Wap. No, Oliver. Remy and Oliver. Their voices just. I feel like blend so perfectly into the kind of songs the XX make. Sure. I'm really excited for their new album. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna listen to it still. Like I like. You, it, you gotta it, listen. Jamie XX is a great DJ. Yeah, that's I think, why I care about him enough that I'll listen to his his band, even if I don't like his band. I think he's probably one of the, <laughs> which says a lot about Jamie XX. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the top three most talented DJs out there, but he doesn't get nearly enough. The EDM projects this year are really interesting because. There wasn't a whole lot of high-profile ones. Like, K. Trinata's just is more electronic of a genre than anything else, really. Probably the best that I listened to. Bowers' album, Being of the Year, was okay. I thought Disclosures was uh, up and this, down. That wasn't this year. It wasn't? Caracol was 2015. I feel like... Uh, remember Jack Yu was last year. I really like reviewed it. No, we didn't. There really wasn't anybody, like, mega-huge that dropped this year. Yeah, Major Lazer was last year, too. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's kind of quiet, you know? Ch- Chainsmokers released an album... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, they released a collection of songs that are <laughs> yeah. really simple. But they, they had <laughs> the collage two EP, major hits, EP. three major hits off of it. Two, right? Yeah, uh, don't closer, let me down. And don't closer. let me down. Yeah, their other hit, yeah. Roses and Kanye. Uh, I want to be like Kanye. Were both off their last release. Bouquet. Yeah, bouquet. Yeah. Right. Anyways, moving on. Number four. What do you got? Goosebumps featuring Kendrick Lamar from Travis Scott's album. Probably the best song on the album. Kendrick Lamar absolutely murders the feature. Four is high. It must be a really good song. Complex has it as Travis Scott's, I think, third best song ever now. Wow. Like, it's a high bar. High than Antidote. Awesome song. Again, I like a lot of songs on the album, so I had to pick, but like, I really, I feel like I had a little goosebumps because mm-hmm. it's objectively the best pick. Let me do three and four together. Sure. Because I couldn't choose, and... Right. I, but that's a theme with us for these right. albums we really like. <laughs> and they're, they're both from Chance. Good problem to have. I have Same Drugs at four and Angels at three. I have but Same with, Drugs at three. I probably should have picked No Problems because I listened to No Problems on the way over here, yeah. and I was like, oh, damn, it's so good. But I love Angels. Like, yeah. that that's like my song. Shout out Chris Chris Lepataglia. Does Angels count because it came out in 2015 as a single? Yeah, I guess if it doesn't, no that, problem. That, that was clearly the oldest song on Coloring Book. Like, right. It was out several months before we even knew Chance Three was close. And again, the so, horns. Like, just saying. Like, w- w- when I think about that song, I think about the end when it's him and Saba yeah. falling out in the video, and the horns come in, they're dancing. I'm like, this yeah, is like exactly what I love about Saba, it. another up and coming Chicago guy. I promise. Yeah, he, he just released an album this year too. Same drugs. I mean, that's my beautiful favorite. song. It's I only picked one song. Incredibly meaningful. Just fantastic. I, we talked about it on the pod how we, we liked it. It had probably the broadest appeal. Yep. Um, on the album, number two for you. I mentioned already broccoli. Broccoli, right. 2016, the song. I had Drunk Drivers, Killer Whales. Number two, go listen to it, very catchy. Number one, I had Ultralight Beam. Same. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There's not much more you can really say about it at this point. So good. It's yeah. undeniable. Yeah, it's it's so funny because it really like summarizes the year in music, at least from the way all the lists are coming out, because it's Kanye, but then it's really Chance. It's like sure, sure. Kanye's, the best Chance song of the year happens yeah. to be a feature on Kanye's song. Kanye's the vehicle for this awesomeness, but it's just like, okay, 
now chance you have to like take this over. Really interesting. Pitchfork put out their reader polls. Most underrated album, most overrated album, various other things mm-hmm. like that. Most overrated was The Life of Pablo, and like third most underrated was The Life of Pablo. Yeah, I saw that, actually. So, I, and I do think it, it's it's more in the underrated camp, because everyone's like, oh, well, clearly the worst Kanye album, and, you know, all these surface-level takes that have some truth to them. Sure. But I just don't think you're giving enough credit. You can't listen to mm-hmm. ultralight beam famous right. feedback, real friends. You can't listen to these songs and tell me that the album's bad. You, you just can't. It's actually really interesting. It, it all, I was like how authentic it is, because it's clearly Kanye and how he is right now in terms of it's all over the place. This. It has like, what, 21 songs on it? Is that many now? Well, including like, it adds like the, the Silver Surfer thing and... Frank's track. And, yeah, and Pablo's on there. St. Pablo's yeah, the last Pablo. one. It's um, something, yeah, it's close. It's really high up there. And uh, when I was listening to the, the Watch talk about it, they made a really interesting point, which is depending on where you start with this album, it's a totally different album. Like, if you start from the beginning and yeah. go through, it's completely different. Than and then you get to, like, Waves. Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> Waves, in again, it, the scope, probably too broad, because it takes yeah. away from the focus of one message, but he wasn't trying to do that. Waves yeah. is a fucking awesome song, by the way. Yeah. Like, when I, whenever I'm not I super high, like, it's fine. Uh, not my, not my, my top one. I vibe out to that. Same thing with uh, FML with The Weeknd. It's right. fine. Why don't we mention a Fade's couple... the only song I actually, like, kind of dislike. Interesting. And, like, and I, think I can still kind of get hyped because the beat's great. Right. The beat is fantastic. And, like, Facts. Like, when he released that as a single, mm-hmm. I hated it. But then when we have the Charlie Heat version, the beat just makes it so much better. Yep. Absolutely. So we, we talked all about... We talked about Pablo for, like, 45 minutes when it came out. So. <laughs> and we talked about it for, like, 20 minutes today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh, songs you wanted to honorable mention? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mentioned Six Inch by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. 4 p.m. in Calabasas. It's a Drake Lucy that is probably better than anything on Views. You probably missed it. Check it out. Well, one Dance has, is on my list. It, I, I was going to put a 10. It's a, it's a song of the year, in, in a way. It, what are the legitimate contenders for song of the year, right? It, it's only a few, and One Dance is one of them. Yeah, One Dance is up there. One Dance Closer, yeah. maybe. Closer still closer has to charting be, right? really high. I think it's three right now. Yeah, it's inc- I mean, incredible staying power. I mean, Starboy is the song that will fall. Does yeah. that count? You know, I'm a motherfucking star boy. One it's undeniable. It's a panda. Great pop song. Yeah, panda. I Another guess. song I had for honorable mention just because sure. it was so popular. Shout out little Uzi Vert, his breakout mixtape. Uh, Black, Black Beatles up there. He was right. Awesome song. Yeah, Black Beatles for sure. Mm-hmm. Yachty, uh, Minnesota probably. Mm-hmm. Twenty One Savage. No hearts growing on me. It really is. Uh, Savage modes on a lot of year end lists. I yeah. will not go that far with his mixtape, but. <laughs> He's not going to go away either, so... Yeah, I think I mentioned the rest of the... Oh, wait, no. I wanted to talk about just Best to You by Blood Orange. Um, seen them on list. Not familiar with there. Yeah, yeah. I Is that the... a drink you get at brunch? <laughs> I mean, the album, it's interesting. I need to... I've only listened to a couple of songs from it, mm-hmm. um, so I can't really give a sense of what the album is really like, but it sounds very R&B. This song, Best to You, is just... I guess the way I would describe it is it's obviously a love song, but mm-hmm. it's the way that, that the they incorporate the sounds and the beats in it, just really flows well, and it's something that... What's the genre exactly? I would probably say R&B. Okay. It, okay. It, you know what's interesting, and I kind of just want to point... Again, it's tough in the ass right. spot. I want to point this out. As we wrap this up, we didn't mention Frank Ocean I was just going to get to that, yeah. Oh, I just, so what were you going to say? Well, no, I was just going to say, Frank Ocean's Blonde, obviously we didn't talk about mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have a standout song that's obviously one you would put on the year. Ivy's getting a lot of love. Right. Which is, but I, I, I still didn't digest the album. I just don't really know how to talk about it still. 
It's weird, man. It is, it's it's really weird. weird. Channel Orange has those immediately accessible tracks like Lost and Thinking About You and to lesser extent Pyramids. Right. Like the clear, you know, winners. Oh, and Super Rich Kids with Earl. But Blind Eyes won't have that. Solo Reprise with Andre 3000 is one of my favorite aspects of that album. That's a minute and ten seconds or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivy's cool and Nike's is interesting. He talks about so much stuff, it's just really hard to unpack. So I really don't know, even know how to talk about it still. Nike's got I really should listen to it more. I guess this could maybe help you understand Blood Orange a little bit. How to Dress Well is its like most comparable artist. So it's like think think kind of like Chet Faker, I think in a way. Okay. I think that would be somebody else who I I would say Twin Shadow also. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I don't know. Ivy. I mean, I Frank was hard for me to listen to. I didn't. I, I'll admit, I didn't even get through it. I've listened to the songs people t- said were good, but it's not my top genre, so it's like yeah. you know, it's different. But I don't know. Channel Orange, I could get through for some reason. It has those about songs. This album. Right. It's different. Yeah, and I feel like it just flows a little bit better. But Frank is, I mean, he's an interesting artist. Yeah. I think he's always going to be doing something that challenges people. He, which yeah, is exactly. Good. Exactly. And that, that's kind of the most commendable aspect for me is that it was challenging. He did, in fact, release the follow up to Channel Orange. Right. And he did it, did it with a project that people didn't expect or immediately write off. So right. that's cool. Yeah, and then also, it's my pinned tweet right now at Martin Swagger. I threw up a Spotify playlist of what I think are the 50 best hip-hop songs of the year. And I have more honorable mentions that couldn't fit the list, but I put that together, took some time with it. So check that out. There's going to be songs you haven't heard of, artists you haven't heard of, like No Name. So Listen to it. To, you know, flip around on that and... See what catches you. Educate yourself. Absolutely. Hip-hop is hot. As for education, come back on Friday to be educated on the top movies of the year. Dave and I will be finishing up List Week, looking at movies such as Suicide Squad. List Week? Rogue One, and probably Manchester by the Sea. Hopefully we'll, we'll see that. La La Land. Uh, La La Land, definitely. Moonlight? Moonlight. Moonlight is really good. But, yeah, it was a very interesting year for movies. It had its ebbs and flows. Midnight Special, we'll probably be talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What I, I got to watch that. What a flick! <laughs> Anyways. Jeff uh, Nichols. Oh, Arrival, obviously. Right. Find the pod... At Nostalgia. Pod. Pod. Find Dave um, at Martin Sweater. Find me at Sheeny. World Peace. World. World. No O. Yeah, I had to take something out. Smart. Shout out Metal World Peace. Yeah, and if you have any feedback on Song of the Year, songs that you thought, thought should have gotten more shine, songs that you hate, albums that you hate, albums you love, tweet at us, give us your opinion, share the, this with friends, and do that. have them tell them to tweet at us too. Don't read Consequence of Sound, just listen to us. Yeah, Consequence of Sound is trash. Alright, we'll catch you on Friday. All my days, I pray.